Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John again. And today it is episode three of Transformers Cybertron. It is hidden. This episode was written by Manabu Ishikawa again. And the last time on Transformers Cybertron, invisible paint. <laughs> and in this episode, we have Bud on a submarine. On one of two submarines. Yeah, two subs come out of the water, buds along for the ride, and one of them talks, so I guess it's an Autobot. And then a real battleship is just suddenly there beside them, going like, who are you? Who are you? Identify yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's like, right, it's keeping pace with them, too, so it was coming up fast. But they, uh, Bud's like, oh, no, it's the real Navy. Don't shoot, don't shoot. And then they just go to open fire, so Bud jumps in this submarine, whoever this Transformer is. They don't get a name. Neither of them do. Uh, and they go underwater. And everybody in the boat is, or no, the captain in the boat is like, uh, sorry, ship, is like, nobody saw nothing. Yep, the end. Nobody saw anything. And now we're at the mall, and Kobe's going to teach the Autobots to parallel park. And I think these are just generic Autobots, but one of them pretty much just jumps into the space between the two other cars. And Kobe's like, man, you can't do shit like that. You, you have to be like a boring car if you're going to fit in and like hide in plain sight yeah they have a whole scene and like you said without names where hey, they, oh shit, don't do that what toys do you have for us today herman damned if i know none of them have stupid names in this stupid episode how am i supposed to sell stupid toys that don't have stupid names you two jackasses need to get your shit together i am not a jackass Look, we just host the podcast man your problems with the translator oh yeah well who's that i don't know we haven't created that character for the show yet you know we could just create them right now well, Need a name. How about Jason? Jason the translator? That sounds fake. How about Mason? How about this inanimate block of wood? You mean that block of wood sitting on the floor over there? Yes. That block of wood on the floor that seems to serve no real use? Yes. That useless block of wood on the floor that is incapable of offering any creative or logical discourse? That's the one. And you're comparing that block of wood to the character of a translator that we've created right now, not the actual litigious translators of Transformers Cybertron? That is correct. Can we get away with that legally? Melvin? Well, there you go. So uh, this inanimate block of wood has got these um, two Autobots, whoever they are. They're they're and they're doing stunts like they, he's got them doing wheelies, but they're actually riding on their rear bumper. Yeah, it's like, crazy he enough tells that them to dance or something like that. Well, because by this point, like people have a cop showed shows up, up. In, including a cop. Yeah, and he's all like, "Hey, these uh, so there's something about like the the um, spoilers on these cars are too big, whatever." And he's like, uh, "Kobe's like, no, 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 the remote control cars. I control them with my voice." They go through that whole charade, and then uh, Kobe is like in the back seat of one driving away, and he's like, "I'm sorry." He's got this really <laughs> awkward look in his face, but they they're still not street legal and he's in them so he's still breaking the law <laughs> and now out in the desert some guy in a truck comes to a traffic light that's just in the middle of this desert highway there isn't even a, a crossroad kind of thing and the traffic light tells him don't even think about running the light and it 
turns out it's an Autobot disguised as a streetlight, because why not? And Lori's here for some reason, too, and she tells him, uh, traffic lights generally don't talk. Yeah, she was hiding behind a rock. I, I, I don't know what their plan was here. It did give me vibes, though, of More Than Meets the Eye Part 1 when Soundwave is like a street lamp. Oh, that yeah. yeah. feels like the kind of toy that Hasbro would put out now, and it would be like it would be a studio series that nobody wants. It's like <laughs> Soundwave, the, the street lamp. But yeah, she comes out and, and, and says, uh, this wasn't a good idea. And then I think it's we go right to Jetfire where all the kids are like, yeah, okay, that wasn't a good idea. Well, yeah, they're all arguing over whose idea was stupider, like making Autobots submarines or turning them into traffic lights in the middle of nowhere. And now with the named Autobots, Optimus, Optimus gets a red alert on the screen and he's got the graviton grid in place, whatever the fuck that is. And when they fire this thing up, it should cause the black hole threatening to devour Cybertron to collapse in on itself, and that's not how black holes work. No, none of this is how anything works. Uh, basically, we see a screen with, yeah, this grid pattern goes on it, the grid kind of warps. In the end, nothing happens. So they decide that they should instead try to find the cyber planet keys, which I'm pretty sure they did in episode one and episode two. And then Red Alert gives some lame speech about how, like, we have to listen to Vector Prime because he's wise and smart, but even if he's wrong, we should listen to him because he's old and we like him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Autobots think there must be another way, and then Red Alert basically says the only way we'll find out is if we try something and it works, so we might as well start with Vector Prime's idea. So. Yeah. I guess he's not wrong. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and then there's a quick shot of the kids apologizing to Jetfire again. I, again, I don't know what they did wrong. Finding your alternate mode is a legitimate part of what a Transformer has to do anyway. Um, but what they come out of this with is that the Autobot should actually adopt low-key alternate modes instead of like high-performance sports cars and traffic lights. Yeah, they get to look like regular cars, like things you see every day. But uh, now that they've uh, detected an Air Force radio transmission, or uh, they've picked up a radio transmission because they've the Air Force have detected an unidentified object and send two fighter jets out to check it out. And then I think we have a commercial break. And when we come back, Thundercracker engages with these jets and very quickly outmaneuvers him. They're shocked, but it kind of looks like he just did a loop-de-loop. -loop. Yeah, because they're like, how'd he do that so fast? But yeah, he just does that move that's in every like fighter plane game where you get in behind them like in wing commander you did it, top gun it happens yeah. but yeah he's all set to let them have it but then jetfire shows up and tells him leave the humans alone yeah he takes a lot of hits jetfire does um and uh i don't know if this is when it is but there's a moment where the humans are like hey unidentified pilot to jetfire get the hell out of here so it's yeah. kind of nice of them yeah they're, they're fine with him but not with Undercracker. Yeah, like, yeah. I, well he I, is blocking fire at them so yeah, you know enemy of yeah. my enemy uh anyway so optimus and then somebody else i think think scattershot they they're driving on a road to join the fight and then vector prime shows up and then just a cyber key just shows up nobody even had to call for it it's just here yeah it just comes out of nowhere and it connects with him and he blasts thundercracker and afterwards optimus asks is this going to happen every time we need it to like Vector <laughs> <laughs> Prime says, perhaps, kind of off camera, because I'm going to guarantee that the block of wood was like, oh, God, I don't know what's going to happen in the next episode. So the next perhaps or, or I mean, doesn't even know who has any idea where this show is going to be in four or five episodes. But Thundercracker's not done with the humans. He starts flying towards them. But Vector Prime slashes open a space bridge, I guess, that the humans just fly into. So now they're on Mars or who knows where. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're over the water in the Middle East. Now, this was very Transformers to me where it's 
Autobots doing stuff to save humans without having to shoot and blow things up. I'm not crazy on the ability to create warp gates whenever you want, but th I like that. This was very Autobot-y. Uh, but then um, I think Thundercracker, oh, he flies off and Jetfire follows him, but then Megatron shows up. Yep, Starscream's with him, and this actually looks really good. Jetfire flies back-to-back -back with Thundercracker and just starts slamming into him as they both crash into a lake and then just keep flying towards the camera. It's really cool. Oh, but it's even more than that, because when they go up, they helix for a bit. Yeah. They spin around each other. They do the same thing coming down. Like you said, they're banging into each other. And then there's this moment where Jetfire transforms and almost skates on the surface of the water, basically like he's got roller, like hockey skate stride. Well, yeah, I think he's doing it to slow down so Thundercracker's missiles go past him and then something blasts Thundercracker and turns out it was scattershot. Um, and then uh, Vector Prime gets shot down. I don't know why or how, but he's on the ground. And then Megatron knocks down Optimus and Starscream has his sword in Optimus's face. But uh, Optimus just tells him, give back the planet map, he calls it, because if they don't stop the black hole, the entire universe will be destroyed because that's not how black holes work. Yeah, I, you know what? It's occurring to me now that in this series, all Megatron's gonna do, his only purpose in this series is just to oppose Optimus. Whatever Optimus <laughs> wants to do, Megatron wants to ruin no, that. I will not let yeah, you. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't wanna. I'm not gonna let you, Optimus Prime. <laughs> That's the new Megatron voice. Anyway, um, Optimus goes into his super thing power mode. Uh, whatever. I don't know what he called it. And because he needs it, a cyber key appears and <laughs> powers him up. And he blasts Starscream 1 and then tells Megatron, all right, hand the damn thing over. He did have some cool cannons that, like, opened up and powered up when oh, yeah. he... When he just cyber keyed, whatever it is. Like it just anyway, splits open and you see all the electricity inside and everything. Yeah, it's really neat. Uh, anyway, he and Megatron do that thing where they charge each other and punch each other's fists. Yep, but now the other Autobots are here and Megatron just punches Optimus across the yard and tells Starscream that the Autobots aren't important. The cyber planet keys are what matters. And Starscream says, that's what I fucking told you in the first episode, Megatron. And yeah, really? But, but uh, Megatron already knows where the first one is, apparently. But he should have said that because why did you even come here? <laughs> And also they're doing that thing where the bad guys are taking forever to leave and monologuing and I'm just watching it going, somebody shoot them, somebody shoot them, somebody shoot them. And, and the Autobots seem amazed that Megatron figured out where this was because he has a map telling him where it is. <laughs> like, oh, Megatron boy. can read a map? <laughs> what? Anyway, we then go to uh, some secret dark room with a secret meeting with secret men around a secret table. Um, and there's that pilot is being um, told, hey, all that stuff you thought you saw, you did not see. And there's this general who decides, well, I guess I'm going to have to go check out the Bermuda Triangle because that's where these two pilots got teleported. Yeah. And then the pilot asks, okay, what about that giant flying robot with the sword? What the hell was that? And the general's like, that's classified. And the pilot's like, yes, I know it's classified, sir, but what was it? And like, he just told you, he can't <laughs> tell you it's classified. <laughs> Dummy. Uh, I do like this though, that they're, you know, the military's starting to get involved. And like we said or pointed out on the first episode, this is a new continuity. This is absolutely not a continuation of Energon. It wouldn't make sense. So I kind of like that we're back to this point where the military is starting to sniff around. Um, anyway, we go back to the Autobot base and Kobe is helping the Autobots transform into more sensible models. Yeah, I think even Bud recommends maybe they turn into washing machines or something. <laughs> and they're going to create holographic drivers 
that look like disguised versions of Bud, like with mustaches and hats and sunglasses and things. But why would you make the driver look like an eight-year-old kid? Like, that's going to raise suspicion. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, and then we have a scene where Lori insists on teaching them traffic signals. It was kind of annoying. Um, and then we cut to Megatron on the planet Velocitron. Uh, and he's, I guess, knows where the first cyber planet key is. Oh, you know what? Velocitron would have been a great name for the planet in Crash Course, which is a better episode than this. A sentient being came who knows how many light years to another planet, but has to hide from the locals, so he willingly transforms into a traffic light. Well, he had to be something, and I get it, they can't all be warriors. Some of these guys are just regular citizens of Cybertron, but what the hell kind of life is that? I don't know, maybe he's a schizoid type or something, and it was his choice to be out in the middle of nowhere by himself. But if he's just going to stand there for the rest of his life, why be a traffic light? Be a tree or a speed limit sign or something nobody is going to question. Or if being a traffic light is so friggin' important to him, or maybe he used to be a crossing guard or something, at least put him somewhere traffic lights are supposed to be. Give him something to do, at least. Also, what's he going to do if a Decepticon detects him? Just turn red and hope for the best? Go all English policemen? Stop, I say, or I'll tell you this <laughs> Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. This episode was hidden. Paul, what would you? What did you like about this show that you wanted to display? Uh, Jetfire and Thundercrackers fight. That uh, was really, really well done. Especially when they come down on the lake and he, you know, puts his feet out against the water to slow down the missiles. Just sail right past him. That was really neat. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, there was care done into the shots and the uh, the movement of that, and yeah, great, uh, great action. Um, I liked the kind of the couple beats they did with the kids trying to teach the Autobots to have more sensible modes. Well, even at, after the first of it, where you know it's just kids being kids. Yeah, he's going to want high end sports cars because he's a twelve year old kid. But then he, uh, they come to realize this isn't going to work. That they're, they're going to have to blend in and kind of be boring yeah yeah and and then at the end with bud having some fun and games he's the you know he's the little kid of the group and it was the even the um the dishwasher washer dryer whatever line it was i liked um and i like the military getting involved and sniffing around i i don't know how i don't know how much that's gonna evolve and grow but it'd be cool if we got like this series's version of fowler yeah, or, or even um, Sector 7 and Simmons, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, or Matt Hunt. You know what? No, no, there'll never be another Matt Hunter. <laughs> uh, the next episode we are going to review is Landmine. If you want to see a bomb, you can email the show <laughs> at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com, and until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Megatron can read a map?